welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, presented by ChangeUp. I'm Owen Shadrick, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Johnny Maffey. Johnny, what seems like the month of content continued for the Futures League on Saturday when we had another game on Nesson. Yeah, it was a whole lot of fun at Holman Stadium on Nesson. It may not have been that fun for Nashua, but, uh, but Brockton had some fun. We had some fun. And this weekend, Donnie and Randy will be on the call in Norwich as they host Westfield, 12 p.m. on Nesson. You'll see it on our Twitters, on our socials, excuse me. You'll see it everywhere. 12 p. Nesson, Donnie and Randy in Norwich. I can't wait. Yeah, really excited to showcase Dodd Stadium, one of the two newest stadiums in the league. And Johnny touched on it. Nashua, one of the teams on Nesson last week, and their all-star game MVP, Logan Ott, is on this episode of the podcast. Logan talked about the all-star game and life at a Big Ten school. Yep, and we played another game. B Trivia was Monday's episode, and today it's Outfield Cravings. Yeah, Logan eating a cheeseburger in the middle of the All-Star game. You can see that video on our Instagram and Twitter. Really excited for to present this interview with Logan, so we're going to get you there. And without further ado, we present our interview with Logan Ott. Let's roll. At this time, we are honored to be joined by our next guest, who was named the All-Star Game MVP last Tuesday in New Britain and has been an important part of the lineup in Nashua all season long. It's Logan Ott of the Nashua Silver Knights. Logan, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to Back to the Futures. How are you? Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. And let's talk about that. Last Tuesday, you were named All-Star Game MVP. You went three for four with a walk and two RBI. What was it like to perform so well in that environment? I didn't know I was going to play the full game, but I guess we had like an injury of another player on our team that played center. So coach came up to me and I was like, I don't see my name uh, coming out in the third or fifth inning. So he's like, you're going to have to play the whole game. So I just did what I could and did what I could control and competed well. Yeah, you definitely lived up to the hype. You put up those numbers and it was definitely worth keeping you in the whole game. Made the East coaches look very good. So in the post game talk, you mentioned um, about the all-star game, how it's a cool experience to play with the guys and like that you kind of play all year, like your summer enemies almost, as you put it. Uh, what's it like to play with all those guys on different teams and chat it up and have to, you know, be friendly and, and be cool with them for a couple of days? I always like talking to people from different schools and where they all came from and how like different schools uh, treat baseball differently and just talking to them, like talking to them about practices, how they go about their daily lives in baseball and keep up with the academics. So it's great to get to know other people that I could be friends with later on. And you also participated in our scout day. What did you take out of that experience? And what was it like to show off your skills in front of those scouts? Um, it, it was pretty good uh, as the draft was going on. Um, it's pretty good to get that exposure for the next couple of years. It was pretty fun. It was run pretty well. So it's pretty good. All right. So you had one of the funnier moments of the all-star game as you brought a cheeseburger out to center field with you. I was luckily out there with the camera and um, I know it's not great quality because of the rain, but everyone can see that on our Instagram. So we're going to play a little game called outfield cravings. It's brand new. It's created by the one and only me. And we're going to ask you what foods you'd bring out and you're just going to tell us yes or no. Are you ready? Okay. What foods I would bring out or. All right, cool. Yes, so yes. What just tell us if you yes. bring them out or not. Okay. We'll start small right, and we'll try I have to them on hand. push the limits. Okay. All right, ice cream cone. Yeah. Definitely hot day. Definitely. So do Dippin' Dots also fall into that category? I was going to – a couple of my teammates were going to get Dippin' Dots as I came in after the cheeseburger. I was like, <laughs> grab me some. 
They're like, no. So I tried, but. All right. What about a hot dog with ketchup and mustard on it? Maybe just ketchup. I don't like mustard. But that would be. That would be wouldn't be too messy though. No, that'd be good. You could like slip it in your back pocket too easy. You need to run for a ball. <laughs> so what if a ball came out to you with the cheeseburger? What were you gonna do? Uh, I might have thrown it. Your... I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. This hit right to me, and like I had to throw the ball. You ate most of it, anyways. It. Yeah. I, it All right. Like... Would you take a Chipotle bowl or burrito out there? No, those are hosses. Those are big. <laughs> I'm not. That's what about big. a what about a subway foot long? Too big. Too big. Too big. Owen came up with this one. What about a, a nice bowl of fettuccine Alfredo? I don't. I don't know about like the like using too forks messy. If, if it's we're like just hit, trying to push the limits here. You, you can do back <laughs> pot. You can do back yeah. pocket Alfredo. <laughs> Maybe like a tube, like a peanut butter tube, but Alfredo. That'd be cool. So this is your first year in the FCBL and with the Silver Knights. How have you felt about your first year in the league so far? Um, it, it's going pretty well. Um, I came up here to get at-bats, and that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, I probably have around 100 at-bats so far, playing outfield every single day. So I'm getting really comfortable in the outfield. So I think it's a great experience to go back to school and to show what I learned and what I, what I can do from here. And the first half of Nashua was, okay, it wasn't ideal. So what is the mentality heading into the second half with your team? You guys have won a couple big games out of the gate. So how do you guys, you know, keep the success going and, and try and, you know, make a push at the playoffs? Farmer on the second half, we're just starting like a new season. Uh, we're starting over. We got a couple new players like Jackson Lynn, who just got drafted. He's on our team now. A couple a shortstop, a first baseman. But we also uh, lost a couple kids. But I think it's great replacements. And we're just going to restart the season and so far, we're doing that, and we're doing pretty well at it. Yeah, definitely. I know Ariel and Kyle Jackson definitely have some good things to say to you guys. They know how to go about it. They've obviously had the success before, but now with the ups and downs of the summer. You know, it's a long summer. It's a 68-game season, and uh, and it's a good mentality to have. So how did you get in contact about joining Nashua, whether it was last summer or just tell us that whole process? I think – Maryland sends like three, I think they have three guys to send to Nashua every single year. So last year it was Troy Scheffler, uh, Chris Cheney. I think there was just two last year, but this year we have three, Matt Orlando and Ryan Murphy are here with me. So we don't really have an option down at Maryland. They just like send, send you out and you just have to go and you just have to enjoy it, which I'm glad I came to the right spot. And Nashua is pretty famous for their uh, their contests involving the players. Have you participated in any of those, whether it's the push-up or burpee contest or whatever else? I want I want to, but I've been playing outfield. I don't think I've had a day off. So I've been playing outfield every single day. It's just for the pitchers to show off. Yeah, it's mostly bullpen. In the bullpen. <laughs> exactly. And it's a lot of fun. I like the tug of war when when there's like 10 little kids going against one player. It's, it's, a, it's fun to watch. One big kid with spikes on and then 10 little kids. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the kid just lets it go and the kids go flying. <laughs> That's very funny. And another thing about Holman Stadium is they're known for being rowdy and providing a nice atmosphere each and every night. What's it been like to play in front of those fans with more and more coming out for each game? Um, as, we're, as we're starting to win now, we're, gonna, we're seeing a lot more people come. And one of the uh, players' favorites is Mad Dog. You guys probably heard of Mad Dog, but Mad Dog's there every single day yelling at the other team, barking at them. And then especially on the weekends, we get a good crowd for like firework nights or we get like 
like yesterday was like bring your dog or something. So there's a lot of dogs and a lot of people there. Yeah, definitely. It's awesome being at home and it's always a great atmosphere. So you've been the leadoff hitter for Nashua most of this season. Is that something you talk about before the season? Is someone preparing you like, hey, you're going to be our guy. You're going to be our center fielder. You're going to be our leadoff hitter. You're going to hit first. Or do you just wait for the lineup to come out? I just, my first game, I think I batted like third and I was like, wow, I'm just really jumping right into it. Second game, it was a double hitter. Second game, I was batting second. So I was like, all right, I guess I did pretty good. And then the next day I was batting leadoff. So um, I, didn't, I didn't know I was going to be in the lineup every single day and not a, like an important part of the lineup. But uh, at the beginning of the season, I drawed a lot of walks. So usually every game I would draw off with a walk and get on second base with nobody out. So that's just big for the team to get ahead early. So over to college a little bit, back to the spring, you were a two-way this year. Is it, uh, were, were you not allowed to pitch this summer or was was your arm a little tired or what, what was the plan with that? Um, we have, I don't even know how many pitchers we have. We probably have like about 20 pitchers. So I'm thinking like I'm playing center field every day and all, all those guys, they have to throw. So I, I think I'd feel bad if I go out and throw five innings and then play center field the next day. So I've been throwing like side bullpens before the game and I feel really good. So I'll be ready to go back for um, the fall. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, everyday center field is a, definitely tiring in the 68 game schedule. So what's it like to be a two way at the power five level? Um, it was, it was a lot of fun this year. We made regionals at ECU. Um, I played a game in the outfield. I had spot start during a season at North Northwestern through like seven innings, pretty good. Had a lot of fun um, hitting. I did pretty well, played a little bit of the games and just coming up here and get, getting more comfortable in the outfield is really gonna help me in the fall and the next spring. Yeah, it's all about getting those reps and improving whatever parts of games you really can in, in the summer. Do you ever uh, talk to Ariel Ramos or Kyle about pitching or pick their brains even though you're playing center every day? Cause obviously they're, they're two great pitching minds. Yeah, I always – so when we're, when we're – we're usually taking BP, and then I'd just go, like, grab a catcher and go throw my bullpen, and then Ramos would ask if I threw it yet, how'd I do, ask me a bunch of questions. So we still – like, during the game, we still talk about pitching, even though I'm playing in center. So it's good to have, like, somebody there watching me so I'm not just throwing it by myself and see what I can improve on. And going back, one of the – things that you mentioned was your spot start it was a great performance you went six innings pitch five hits with just a run and five k's there's also more to that story because it was a spot start it was the second half of a double header so what was it like to pitch that well in a pinch situation against a team like northwestern so the story behind that one we had a guy get hurt when we were there and they they didn't know who was going to start that second game so we're just playing i, I thought i was going to pitch Everybody thought I was going to pitch, but I, no, we didn't know for sure. So throughout the first game, I was just sitting there, like getting ready, loosening up. And then after the first game, we had like our team huddle and the coach was like, who do you think, who do you, who do you think deserves to throw right now? And everybody was like, Logan. So then I knew like 30 minutes before that game that I was going to start my first ever collegiate game. And it was just a lot of fun against Northwestern. We played at Iowa turf mound, didn't really like the turf mound, but it was great. You don't like the turf mounds? I do not like turf mounds, no. 
See, I like them up here. Well, because it snows every every yeah. like March. It snows past St. Patrick's Day, but they're so consistent, and you never know with like the beginning of the spring. But I get it. You're down in Maryland. You're you're playing at Big Ten schools. I'm not. So. <laughs> Yeah, and Johnny just touched on it. You know, you're playing against Big Ten schools, one of the best conferences in the country, and it's it's such good competition. So what's it like to play against that competition each and every day at school? It's, it's crazy. Like, my first game, uh, we played Michigan State. And just us going there, I didn't know how big it was. We played in South Carolina, like a minor league stadium, so there's a lot of fans there, like neutral fans, not Michigan State fans, not Maryland fans, because it's 15 hours away from Michigan and – 10 hours away from us. So the first time like Michigan State took the field was just amazing to me. Like we're, we're actually playing a, the kid, the people I grew up, grew, grew up watching. So it was a lot of fun, like just seeing like Michigan run out on a field, Ohio State running out onto the field, just a great moment. And just growing up watching all these teams play like big football, Big Ten's really big in football. So watching them play football and then you're actually playing their school is just a whole different level. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I'm obsessed with college football, too, and it, it must be a cool feeling. So as a two-way player, it's hard to ignore what Shohei Otani is doing. He's trending so much that we could ask anyone this, but we saved it for you. Uh, what's your take on Shohei? How awesome is it that he's uh, taken over everything? It's like he just hit in the home run derby, then turned around, I think, the next day and started a game and then dh the whole game. He's just a different breed, and it's good to have him as the face of baseball. All right, so if – this is a big if because the Angels are never going to make the World Series. If the Angels made the World Series as an AL team, are you – how are you dealing with him with the DH role? You can't take him out of a big game in the late innings and not have him hit. Do you take away the DH? Do you send him to the outfield? I think you send him to the outfield. You need his bat. You know, you'll have other – you'll have others – pitchers I could do close to his level but if you're if he's in the outfield his bat is just so good leading in home runs and you can't not you can't not have his bat in the lineup yeah I totally agree that you gotta gotta figure that out somehow we'll be right back to Logan but first we want to share a message from our friends at 78 sports do you have kids playing baseball or softball we all know practice time is limited especially here in New England not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up quickly Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and hitting net or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. The team at 78 Sports has designed and installed hundreds of home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you plan the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. For a limited time, just by mentioning Back to the Futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. Now, back to all-star MVP, Logan Ott. How were you recruited to Maryland? We'll go back a few, a couple more years a little bit. How are you recruited to Maryland? How does a Pennsylvania kid end up down there? So it was freshman year of high school when I committed. So we were playing in, I was on a travel team called US Elite. My dad coached it and it was like on the upcoming. Um, we're playing at in Georgia at Lake Point. It's like eight turf fields and just, it's like yep. there's 250 teams down there in one week. There might yeah. be like 
16 or 20 now like they, yeah. they keep thinking that bigger yeah, yeah they, that place is crazy so we just it's a lot of exposure going down south you know all the scouts are in one spot so i think i pitched a game and hit a game that they watched we're out to eat the next day and they called me so we just got talking like that and i got talking to a couple couple other schools and then maryland was the one who offered me as a two-way so that was the ultimate like I'm going there. And I committed freshman year of high school. It wasn't the uniforms that got you? I do like the uniforms too. And all their their gear is awesome. Yeah, that's a great school as we've talked about many times during this episode. And, you know, going back even further, you know, we keep going back in time forever. But in high school, you were you helped the Montersville Warriors win two district championships in 18 and 19, and you were named League Player of the Year each of those years. And you were also the sixth-ranked left-handed pitching prospect in the state of Pennsylvania per perfect game. What was your high school experience like, and how did it set you up for college and beyond? Um, so Montoursville, um, it's the home of Mike Messina, the Hall of Famer for the Yankees. So his son was on my baseball team. He was our pitching coach at high school. So he would have an inside bullpen at his house, inside cages at his house that we would go and work out at every single day if it was raining or whatever. So we would go up to his house and he would just show me his knuckle curve. I would learn his knuckle curve and throw that uh, one of my best pitches in high school. And just having that like MLB experience from him and showing us like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just great having him as a coach, having him there with us every single day. And the, how much he knows about baseball is just amazing to me. So he was a great like teacher in high school for me. That's crazy. So you you threw pens and got taught by by Mike Messina, who, you know, Owen and I are big Sox fans. David Ortiz would constantly talk about him as being like one of the toughest pitchers ever. Yeah. What did he What did he teach you about the game in general? What What else can you tell us about about to you, Coach Messina? So he he wasn't really big on like mechanics. He would just say, just get ahead get ahead, throw as many strikes as you can, lower your pitching count, especially in high school with the pitching count that there is. I think the biggest thing I came away with him was his knuckle curve that he taught me. And it was, I probably, I use it every single game. And he would always, he was the pitch caller too. And he was, he could tell what pitch to throw to somebody as they're swinging on the on-deck circle. And it would be, he would just, he would just say where he wanted it. And I would throw it there and the kid would miss by a mile. And he just knew he, he had so much like the mental side of the game. He had so much knowledge of the game. So it's really good to have him as a coach. Did you ever second guess Mike Messina calling your pitches? Nope. You never shook him off or you, if you shook him off, he would be death staring you down from the dugout. That's how people get fired. <laughs> yeah. So you have some more ties to baseball as well. Some family ties. Your grandfather is the legendary Mr. Ed Ott. He played for the Pirates and Angels, had a world series ring. Uh, what has he taught you about the game? He has a bunch of great stories. He just he could go on and on about stories about baseball and how much different it is from now on. And I just watched like a couple of the games when the Pirates played in the World Series and how how different the game was back then. Like him as a catcher, I could see him in the back with like barely any padding on, just catching catching his ass off. And it was a it's just his stories are really good. Have you won the ring app? I have. It's huge. That's awesome. <laughs> it is very heavy. 
yeah i mean it's it's a world series ring like I, that's that's exactly <laughs> what i'd expect better be <laughs> before we return to our interview with logan ott we want to share a message from our friends at on-demand storage are you tired of living in clutter do you need more space around your home or office are you sick of visiting your self-storage unit does your business need a way to securely and conveniently store excess materials on-demand storage will pick up your items directly from your location and put them in storage for you when you want something put back Give us a call and we can deliver it back right away. We bring convenience to the outdated self-storage process. Visit ondemandstorage.com and submit an inquiry. During sign-up, mention the Futures League and receive 50% off your storage pickup. Once again, that's ondemandstorage, all one word, .com. Grab your cheeseburgers and head out to the outfield. We're back to our interview with Logan on. And before we get to our final segment, how about a message to Silver Knight fans as we head into the second half of the season? Um, just stay with us. Um, we're going to get better as the season goes on. There's still a lot of season, a lot of games to come and play. So just stay with us and keep on showing up. We love when you guys show up to the games and we'll get better for you guys. Yeah, nights are hot as I've been hearing around the, uh, the dugout. And we now move on to our final segment. It's called Quick Hits. It's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, high quality and innovative design since 1993. So, Logan, we have a couple more questions for audience to get to know you better. Is that cool? Yep. All right, let's do it. Favorite teammate in the FCBL so far? Connor. Connor, huge sack on my team. He's really he's, – he's from VCU, so it's not too far away from Maryland, but it's great to know him. And now he could come up. He said he's going to come up in the fall and hang out with us. Yeah, that's awesome. And he was he was great in the home run derby and he's hit what three bombs in two games already out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the home run derby did him well. So he's taking that loss sincerely and he's coming. Yeah, he's crushing him. He's ready for the second half. And then how about favorite ballpark you've played in and one that you've attended as a fan? I really liked where he played Michigan State at the beginning of the year. It was like a mini Fenway down in South Carolina, Greenville. And I'd say my favorite stadium I've ever been in would be the Red Sox stadium. I went, I think my third day here, so like about a month and a half ago, I went to a Red Sox game. It was just amazing walking in and seeing the big wall. It was just amazing. Yeah, we've had a lot of people on this pod talk about their first time at Fenway, so that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it was great. And that was probably a bucket list item that you checked off, but how about a sports stadium or sporting event that you haven't been to yet that's on your bucket list? I would want to go to Michigan, the Michigan, the big house, Michigan football. Um, growing up, my family always loved Michigan and it's crazy now playing them in baseball. You know, they're, they're they like tell me jokes, like who do I root for? And so it's great to play against them. And I always wanted to go watch a, a game in the big house. Yeah, that's a nice stadium, but we're a Michigan State family over here. So uh, <laughs> we're just going to move on to the next question. I'm a Michigan fan, too. I, I like Michigan, too. Michigan's awesome. Brady, Portnoy, like the alumni list, just endless. <laughs> and then how about favorite big league team and big league player, whether it's current or historical and not related to you? Okay. Well, you guys are going to hate me, but I was, I'm going to say Yankees and Mike Messina just because I'm I'm attached to him, my coach. Oh, yeah, totally. That, that's an easy answer. That's that cool. I, yeah. 
And then how about a player or someone from the major leagues that you try and model your game after, whether it's obviously a pitcher or a hitter as you are a two-way? I really like how Bryce Harper plays the game. Um, he plays the game the right way, and he plays it really hard. So I, I'd say I'd model him. And what about when you're at home in stadium, what's your walk-up music? Ain't No Sunshine. It's an old one. It's a good song. So real quick, what – what led you to choose that walk-up song? Because that's a very popular choice in the in the Nashville Stadium. I feel like everybody gets into it a little bit. Um, I we were playing at Penn State, and another kid had that walk-up. So a bunch of the kids on our team really liked it, and we were trying to find it, but couldn't really find it. So we DM'd the kid. He was like, "What's your walk-up?" He's like, "Ain't no sunshine." So then I just carried it on into summer ball. Um, and what about when you're going to a game as a fan? What's your favorite food to get at the concession stand? Burger. Can't go wrong. Even when I'm playing the game, favorite burger. Done. Burgers in center, burgers in the bleachers. Yeah. Are you a uh, – I think we talked about it when I was out there uh, in New Britain with you. Are you a bubblegum guy or sunflower seeds guy? Sunflower seeds. Dill pickle. What kind? Pickle. Pickle, yes, yeah. sir. Let's go. That's another one. Dill pickle with sour skittles inside of it. If you haven't tried it, got to try. Really? It. Yeah. Sour skittles and dill mixologist over here. <laughs> and uh, last question of last question of the quick hit segment presented by Zephyr. What's your favorite all-time baseball memory? Um, probably playing uh, for Team USA when I was fourteen. It was just good to meet those guys and play for your country. Yeah, take us through that experience, and I guess more. How were you recruited to that, or did you did you choose to go there? Did somebody ask you? How did that work? Um, I was recruited, so it was. I think I think I was fourteen. Um, I played in a tournament, and it was called like USA. Like I don't know what it was actually called USA something, and I pitched really well that last game, and I was like waiting for somebody to come up to me and shake my hand, say you're coming, but that didn't happen. I went all the way home and then got a phone call and said, would you like to play for Team USA? And that was just a, one of my favorite moments of my life. That's so cool. Were you able to like travel? Were you able to travel at all? Or was it more of like a play it was more inside? In, in the country. So we went to uh, Carolina, North Carolina and Cary. And we we're there for about two weeks and played the uh, 15U, because 14U didn't travel away, the 15U team did. Gotcha. So we played them like a bunch of times, like in series at the in North Carolina. That's an incredible experience, and, and certainly one you'll never forget, of course, representing your country. That's awesome. And Logan, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck with everything, and we can't wait to see you in the Knights at Holman Stadium all season long. All right, thank you. Thanks, Logan. And this has been episode 21 of season three of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.